Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, everyone out there in podcast land. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Beyond the Beat with Robin Fierce. I am Robin Fierce, and today I'll be interviewing the one and only Digna, queen of the circuit party, the beautiful, the gorgeous, and you know, someone that's I kind of consider like a drag auntie. She is literally so much fun to talk to, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to know her just a little bit better. So, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Oh, did that rhyme? I think so. I'm a rapper, a poet. <laughs> Hello. We're kind of matching. We are. I kind of love black and a little bit of fro. Mm hmm. How are oh, you? I'm good, girl. I'm tired. Yes, you look good. Thank you. I was like um, doing makeup with my family watching me. We were on Zoom every Saturday. We do this thing. Uh huh. So I was like getting in drag in front of them. Is it Saturday? Huh? Oh, Is sorry, Sunday. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> wow! Uh, welcome to quarantine life, you guys. Damn! No, I fully. You almost shook my whole world. I shook mine. This this time has been giving me a lot of time to really come up with like a lot of things that yeah. I normally can't on a normal life because you know I have a day job and all that right so it's been giving me like a lot of opportunity to try my new wigs that are in bins from when I moved when I lived in Queens you know I'm literally I moved like a year ago so all the wigs that I've used in 2019 everything is like just been new Mm -hmm. And I realized that I have all I have a bin of like wigs that I used to kind of style myself or just like, you know, do a little something with them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I starting to pull them out. And I was like, you know what, let's fucking wear it now. There's no better time to do more drag than right now. That's like, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. Yeah, like, that's how nice I feel. have the time off. But also, that's how it, I mean, besides all the other negative circumstances, I think it's like a great time to really like dive in and get to know yourself more. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. Okay, let me give you a real introduction now. Welcome to the Beyond the Beat podcast. I am Robin Fierce, and this is my amazing guest who you can't see on screen right now, <laughs> but my amazing guest. Digna Shay from New York City, darling. Hello. How are you oh, guys? Wait, wait. What? <laughs> oh, was that your, were you exiting? Out yes, of bitch. I was trying to make an intro. entrance. Oh. Yeah, that was my intro. I was like this. I did not realize that what you were doing. But, you know, I'm here for the extra theatrics, the drag of it all. <laughs> but, bitch, I swear. Bro, you you got to make it work. I'm in this tiny ass space. You know what? If this is me walking up the stage, this is me walking up the stage. Hey. Right. <laughs> we're not in our bedrooms or anything at all. We are in a professional No, studio. not at all. I'm in my own studio. I'm in drag right now. Yeah. But, bitch, I swear, you look so good always. Thank you. Thank you. how you do it. I, I stand. I stand <laughs> your makeup artistry. Thank um, you. So, Miss Digna, first, I like to start every episode. What are your pronouns? I am actually, not a lot of people know this, but I am a non-binary. Oh, okay. Um, I am, yeah, so I, but I don't mind he, because I am, uh, male presenting, mm -hmm. so I don't mind, you know, he, she, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. When did you discover your, the self that you are, the non-binary person? Um, just like the past couple of years. 
to yeah. be honest. Like, you know, I've always, like, I grew up, like, uh, you know, when I was in the Philippines, I was, like, straight, whatever. I mean, I kind of mm -hmm. knew, whatever. And then I moved to the U.S. when I was really young. Mm -hmm. In high school, I knew that I was kind of gay. Mm -hmm. But kinda, just a it wasn't, bit. like, yeah, it wasn't, like, legit. I had, like, a lot of girlfriends in high school. What? Really? Girl, okay. yeah. Train of the season. Train Bitch. of the season. I, I have, uh, okay, let me, all right. Like six girlfriends uh -huh. in high school. I don't know if, if you know what it is. Also, I think growing up and um, just trying to get to know yourself, like sometimes you see some things that you want in yourself in other people. And I think for me, it was the girls that I've, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like some of the girls that were just were, that were there were just like, you know, it was it was just nice to be around them. You know, they were beautiful. You know, mm -hmm. I kind of maybe subconsciously I was like, maybe I want to look like them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't know. That's I didn't really like mm -hmm. turn gay until after high school. And actually, same. Um, I mean, everybody speculated and like I didn't really <clears throat> accept it until yeah. after high school. Um, yeah. Actually, was it after high school? Yeah, because I worked at Apple, and then I started like exploring and coming to my own and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so I kind of am glad it happened later in life because like yeah. I feel like the person I am isn't any different. I am who yeah. I am. There's just this added layer of person, yeah, and identity to it, which is like kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, also the past like few years, I mean, maybe even more than two years, I've just always like, you know, there's always this, uh, you know, questions about like your, your sexuality and what, you know, if you're, if you're a man or a woman, how do you feel? This and this is, I always felt like, I kind of feel like I'm in between, although I am like male presenting most of the time, I do mm -hmm. feel like sometimes I'm a girl, you know what I mean? And then yeah. there's days where I'm just like, dude, I'm like, especially when it okay when it comes to when it comes to relationships mm -hmm. and meeting people and getting to know somebody i'm more the dominant one yes. so for in that instant in that those moments i feel like i am a i'm a boy you know what mm -hmm. i mean but there's definitely in drag i feel like i'm a boy but mm -hmm. there's many ways of myself out of drag that i feel like i am a girl mm -hmm. so that's how i kind of um you know Mm -hmm. kind of thought to myself you know what and then i actually just came out to my friends as you know as non-binary just like a few months ago yeah and, you know they're all very supportive mm -hmm. all my friends are supportive i'm like this yeah. fucking baby hair right here that won't lay <laughs> it's okay besides the people in this live nobody will know because this podcast is an audio <laughs> medium oh yes oh. yes what are you drinking i'm drinking my new favorite that I've come up with, I don't know, I'm pretty sure other people have as well. I don't normally drink vodka, but during this quarantine, I've been drinking a lot of Tito's. Mm -hmm. So, and then every morning I brew um, fresh ginger tea. So I cut up ginger, throw it in the fucking pan or anything, and then I brew it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so this is orange juice, just a quarter orange juice, a quarter ginger um, brewed tea, and then a lot of ice, and then just like, six counts of vodka maybe you seven. should do while we're in quarantine you should do like a little youtube series where you teach people to like make all these drinks that you can make oh my god i would love to and now i'm like it's so funny because now i'm thinking you know i'm always thinking advanced 
for myself, like business wise or like what's gonna happen after this. I'm like thinking, girl, I have a new drink. I have two new drinks that I, girl, the Ritz is gonna be like, mm, hey, make sure you get my drink during my shows, hell. Right, <laughs> new bartender. Yep. <laughs> now, you also cook, right? I cook, yeah. I okay. love them just coming up with a bunch of shit. I'm very lazy when it comes to like going online and like reading stuff. So what I do is I read the ingredients and then when I read the ingredients, I kind of already know the pro the like the sequence of how, of what goes yeah. in first. And you know, I just, you know, I like to play with a lot of flavors and stuff mm -hmm. like, I think I got that from my older brother. I love that you're like a foodie, like before quarantine, I would oh, always, you like go out and you'll be eating and shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, the next time I come to New York and actually have the time and I'm in New York, I need to hit up Dignas and <laughs> go eat. Cause you know, all the fucking places. Bitch. That is one thing that right now I'm like, <sighs> I want to go out to eat. Yeah. Cause that's like, that, that just for me is okay. If you, a lot of people, they love to spend their money on clothes on like, you know, like they would go like go to Zara, go to top man and mm -hmm. buy a bunch of shit like twice a week for me that's not the thing for me it's like i my thing is like if i work hard i need to eat good mm -hmm. that's what i always tell my friends and that's why my friends are doing the same thing with me yeah you know we work hard we eat good um that i read i would rather spend 90 dollars on a plate of food than spend a hundred dollars for a fucking uh t-shirt or for a, you know for bottoms or whatever you know what i mean yeah. So that's just always been my thing. I mean, I, and I also love food, so. Uh-huh. I mean, I do also love food. I do sometimes feel like I can be satisfied that uh, maybe not $90, but if I'm going to spend something, yeah. like a lot of money, I want to spend it on something that, like, I can continue to use. Can continue to, to have, yes. yes. That makes it. sense. See the, but, see, the thing is, for me, if, if I went to, like, let's say I go to Saxon and I buy, like, Mm -hmm. a fucking $120 t-shirt, right? For me, it's like, oh my God, should I buy this? Second mm -hmm. thoughts, third thoughts. Like, I'm always, it will take me maybe two or three days to actually decide. Because if I do really need it for work, I will like, it. I will marinate it for as long as I can until I say to myself that, yes, you do really need it. But when it comes to food, my friends and I would be like, okay, let's go have some steak. Okay, cool. Let's go do this. Da -da 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 -da. And it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Daytime. It's easy. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just a satisfaction for me. Like, mm -hmm. um, like on my insides, it just feels so good on mm -hmm. my insides. Is that? Do you think like <laughs> <laughs> that would be that kind of show today? Bitch, anything, anything triggers at this moment in time. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's crazy. But um, <laughs> back to the food thing. Do you think that um, that's something that growing up was always a thing for you like family with food and like stuff like that um when i was in the when i was in the philippines when i was younger um uh, we would always have a food ready for us mm -hmm. and it would it doesn't matter like what we wanted it would be ready for us mm -hmm. uh, when we woke up or when we got back home from school and even now like when i go visit mm -hmm. like we have the same person that's been cooking for my grandma for a long time right and she would oh, be like, hey, yeah. sorry? Oh, she's got chefs. No, it's the Philippines. 
Oh, okay. Um, I mean, everyone has maids and, you know, mm. or, you know, we're comfortable if, you know, if that is the, in the Philippines, if that is the, you know, the word for it. But mm. yeah, we would, uh, you know, even when I go home now, they would just be like, hey, what would you like? And so I always like come up with something that I have not tried in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much, and I, I love seafood too, so. Ooh, yeah. But yes, it is, it, I think it, it, it is a family thing um you know be being able to like eat just whatever yeah yeah how much of your family is still over in the philippines um a lot actually my mom they're um they're now in uh houston texas mm -hmm. which i love houston is the shit my grandma's still in the philippines my uncles are still in the philippines um and then we're all kind of scattered around for for a very long time a lot mm -hmm. of people have been living in the u.s and a lot of people have been um in the philippines mm -hmm. But when did you come um, to the U.S.? I came to the U.S. when I was 13. Okay. Um, I was very young. You know, it's the age you're like preteen. Mm -hmm. So it's the age where you just kind of lost. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, mm -hmm. I did not know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And you um, went to Tennessee. First. Yeah, I went straight to Tennessee, which is a very, you know, in, it's, it, the, the little town was called Carrieville, which is an mm -hmm. outskirt of Memphis. Mm -hmm. And it was a little town, you know, it was all white people and a few blacks. And I mean, mm -hmm. uh, Memphis is a lot of blacks, but my mm -hmm. little town, it was very few. And then yeah. there was me and like two other Asian girls. Mm -hmm. as so Asians. three Asian girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. And um. one of them was half Taiwanese. <laughs> or, I'm um. sorry, one of them was half white. Oh, wow. Why did I just get like real distracted real quick? Because maybe you I'm know, so beautiful. I'm eaten, and That's I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yes. And of course, you're just stunning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you came over to Tennessee, um, did you like know any English or did you learn your English when you were here? So in the Philippines, English is a second language. You know? Oh, okay. It's I in, know that. Yeah. The, uh, the school that I went to, it was an all-boys private school. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to say that that's what you had to speak, but it's very like prominent in the school. Yeah. So that everyone would speak English together, this and this and this. And then we had English, you know, classes, grammar, all of that. And yeah, um, yeah so I knew it. What I had a hard time was, you know, you know so much of something and then you're all of a sudden thrown into this world where that all of that exists. For mm -hmm. me, it was like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? I could not get it out of my mouth, you mm -hmm. know? But also in the Philippines, um, uh, a lot of people, if you, if you speak English a certain way, if you mm -hmm. fuck shit up, they make fun of you. So, you know, and so that was always, I think for a little bit in high school, that was always my insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to like speak it correctly as how other people, uh, other Filipinos would um, would actually accept or would 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 wouldn't mind, you mm -hmm. know. So I think that's that's what was bothering me for a while, and then I got over it real quick after six, maybe after the first semester mm -hmm. of my first year in in Carnival High School. I probably was one of the. I I would say that I just got out of my comfort zone and I started getting in trouble and like I was in the assistant principal's office like every other day yeah. just because I I like naturally have a very outgoing personality and I just mm -hmm. at the time when I moved I just didn't know how to fucking put it out there. 
Yeah. You know? It took and me a while. It took me a while to adjust. All into this drag being. Jigger. Exactly. Yeah. What's your What's your name? Out of drag. I don't know. Uh, Sergio. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm here for that. Yeah. Okay. Don't murder me if I say it incorrectly. But mm -hmm. the native tongue in the Philippines is Tagalog. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, I only know that. You said it right, girl. I said it right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I only even know that because of Miss Hazelberry, which is actually how I discovered. Oh yeah, it's how we met. What uh -huh. happened to her? Uh, <laughs> what happened to her? She's still around. He's like, honestly, you know what? She's quitting drag and then she's coming back and then she's quitting drag and then she's coming back. Yes. But you know what? I, I I mean I don't blame her. I had to do the same thing mm -hmm. um for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, you know, I support it if that's what she needs to do. For no, herself. honestly, with her, um, she wanted to take, which I should have her on the show sometime. Um, she wanted to take a little bit of a break um, just for herself. Yeah. Um, and then she discovered that she wanted to go back to school and do um, her makeup artistry and cosmetology. So that's what she's doing, like, right now. Oh, cool. Um, when that stuff kind of slows down, she'll probably come back to do some more shows and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but she's trying to be her makeup artist business fish right now. Good, good. I love that. I love that. And you know, we go, I mean, not us, but her mom and I go way back. Her mom and you? Yeah. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Bitch. I was young, like six years old. And mm -hmm. my my uh, my mom's cousin would take care of me. Her name is Claire. And her and Portia, mm -hmm. um, Hazelberry's mom, they were like yeah. best friends. So I literally grew up running around them that's smoking, so drinking and all that shit so then how did you and hazel connect uh she reached out to me uh -huh. because i guess i mean are their um their parents are, are my mom's cousin and her mom are still friends so i guess she had told her mom that i lived in new york and i think she had reached out to me uh -huh. about drag and i you know how she wanted to drag and you know long time ago wow long, long time if i can remember Oh my gosh. Fast forward to now, you're here on my Yeah. <laughs> so Honestly, also that was the time before I quit drag. Yeah. Um, when okay, she how many quit. times have you quit drag and come back? This one time. Oh, okay. This one time, yeah. What made you want to quit? Um, I was going through some, I was doing drag full time mm -hmm. for a while uh, in New York City. I, I started with like Bob, Bob the Drag Queen, you are, mm -hmm. uh, Miss Cracker, all of them. Yeah. Um, Monet, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I just got into a lot of personal stuff. I got into drugs, mm -hmm. which is like, which took like, you know, whole, the huge part of my, you know, my transformation. Yeah. Um, so I had to quit a little bit. I had to, you know, be able to find myself again. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I stopped doing drugs because it got to the point where I was, um, got to the point where I was doing drag and drugs at the mm -hmm. same time. Like you they know, went going, together. Yes. And it mm -hmm. became a lifestyle. Yeah. Which is not, which is something that I don't, you know, I don't, I wouldn't suggest for anybody right. to be, for it to become a lifestyle. You know, it's okay if you do it here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, I now run in like, you know, host circuit parties and I don't tell people to don't do drugs, you know, that's not mm -hmm. your thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. But right. what I'm saying is, you know, it got to the point where it, just took over me and you know mm -hmm. and i had to just take some time off to you know 
clear clear the yep. head together. Yep. Yep. To how, find myself again you and find... you know, reinvent myself. And you know what? What during that time, that two year almost a two year break, the only gig I did um during that break was a Marco Marco show because bitch, if they're asking me to fucking walk on Excuse New York Fashion Week bitch, I'm gonna fucking do it, okay? <laughs> okay. Is there video of this? Yeah, girl, it's all over YouTube. Okay, you guys I was the I, I'm not I'm not bragging but I was the only girl from New York City that was not on Drag Race that was ever invited at okay, the time. So I when I first started drag would watch all the Marco Marco shows. Yeah. It is still to this day one of my goals to one day walk a Marco Marco show and I probably saw you so I need you to tell me which one. So yeah, I, I was um, be at home like yeah, <laughs> I was the um I was the one uh I was in the first one for New York City with okay. Fame and you know all the other girls Detox and all of them. Where, um I got stuff to watch tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I am going to say though that looking back at that I looking back at that moment I was really proud of myself for being able to like I you know just because you know you you just growing up you just want to be fucking a model right you just want to bitch you watch this shit on tv and you're like okay i want to do that i never really expected that you know i was doing makeup so i was like maybe i'll do makeup for fashion fashion shows and whatever and my very first fashion uh new york fashion week gig was me walking on the stage for me it was like a huge thing i mean it is for me now until still but if I, looking back at it i'm like bitch i i could have if I had if I had walked then the way I walk now, I would have been over. I would it would have been over. Right. Also, I I did that fashion show in the in the middle of me taking a break, so I had like really no practice. Yeah. <laughs> I they literally <laughs> called me like, "Hey Digna, this is Chanel from um, Marco Marco. I you know I'm casting da 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 da. We really would love to have you. Can you come in for a fitting? Blah blah blah. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is this gonna happen? Da 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 da. I I are I had a job at Barney's, which like required a lot of my time to be there, right? And I had to make so much many arrangements just to be able to, you know, to go to the fitting and to to do all of the other things. Mm -hmm. But it was a great experience. I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So, like me, you are also a freelance. Well, no, you're not a freelance makeup artist. Mm -hmm. You work directly for NARS, yes. correct? Yes. So I'm a freelance makeup artist mm -hmm. um, for Anastasia. And for me, I discovered drag first, fell in love with makeup that way, and then wanted to be like makeup artist. What was that cycle for you? Uh, you said you're, uh, you're, you're, you're a freelancer and then you wanted to be a drag queen? Well, no, no, no. I started drag. Okay. Or practicing drag. Okay. Then fell in love with makeup. Then became a freelance. Oh, makeup gotcha, gotcha. Like that. Um, for me, oh my god, I was this one guy that was working at Macy's. I was a counter manager at uh, at Clarence just because I wanted to do makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, my makeup journey started at Dillard's in Memphis. I was and moved out of my parents' house. I was a fucking mm. trouble child, girl. Moved out when I was nineteen. I was um. Uh, I was working at Dillard's in uh, in um, fragrances, and the girls were just like, "Hey, let's teach you how to do makeup." Da, 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 da. They saw they saw in me what I'd never 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Going uh-huh. back to the hall. Okay, I was straight. They picked up what you did not know oh, you were yeah, putting Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so they're like, let's teach you how to do makeup, this and this and this. And I was like, no, it's okay. And then one day there was um there was like a tornado uh tornado watch. So we were all stuck in village in the department so we couldn't leave. And mm-hmm. the girls were like, let's do it. And then finally I was like, Okay, fine, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then I just I've just wanted to do it. Wanted mm-hmm. to keep doing it. And then I just I don't know, I got fired from that job and then I got a job at Macy's. I was like, oh, this is a makeup job, bitch. But Clarence is more skincare, so, yeah. you know. And then I just started doing makeup and then when I came to, actually, I, I came to New York thinking that I would, bitch, I'd be a star fucking makeup artist. I'm a dude, everybody wants a dude. Not knowing that I'm coming from Memphis, which is probably me and just another guy that's doing makeup. And then coming into New York, Mm. where there's a ton of fucking makeup artists that are men, that are yeah. guys. So it was like, it was so shocking for me. And yeah, and I just, you know, I kept doing it on the side. Mm. Um, I, when I moved to New York, I was actually, I could not find a makeup job. I interviewed everywhere, could not find a makeup job. It really discouraged me. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, we are digging in my past. Yeah. We're digging into the past 12 years of me being in New York City right now. I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's dig away, honey. Okay. Well, no, it's, 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 it's funny because when I'm, when I'm talking about it, I'm like reliving it in my head. So yeah, I went to a bunch of interviews, never got a job in makeup. I ended up working mm-hmm. at Dunkin' Donuts and I ended up being, now this segues into nightlife. I was working at Dunkin' Donuts and then I ended up working at the web. So the web was, um, I, oh, I was talking to someone on AIM. Remember AIM? Or are you too young to remember what AIM is? I don't remember AIM. Okay, because you're too fucking young. I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. Okay, so (laughs) AIM, you can literally talk to anybody. There's group chats. It's it's like, back in the day, it's like your gateway to being gay. I think for me, because you can go into all these little, uh, if I can remember, you can go in all of these little group chats and they're all gay and you could just pick whoever you want. Bitch, mind you, I was like, oh, I don't know, 16, 17. <laughs> and that's how I, you know, I, that's how I was able to express yourself. experience mm. like phone sex and all that. Oh my God, that's too much info. But <laughs> anyways, whatever, you know, um, you guys are all my friends. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, uh, I met someone that worked in a club and he was like, oh, you want to dance? And I was like, dance? Go, go, like a go-go, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah. So that's how I got into uh, dancing at the web. So I was a go-go boy and then I was shop boy. And then I obviously would see all these beautiful queens. Jiggly was there, Manila was there in the same, that was their home, that was our home bar. Mm Because it was an Asian um, Asian, uh, gay club. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's how I got into the nightlife. And then I, you know, got promoted and I got promoted and I became a drag queen. <laughs> now, was it the fact that you were just around all of these amazing queens that really started you wanting to do drag? Um, not really. When I was still in Memphis, I, you know, in in the midst of still getting to know myself, like I said, I, didn't, I was straight in high school. I left high school and then I was decided I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was like, I saw Rihanna, okay, the, the very first thing that ever, like, 
spoke to me watching mm-hmm. on MTV was Rihanna's Disturbia video. There yeah. was something about her swag. There was something about her. Her she's she's a woman, but there's mm-hmm. something about her that's very masculine. And mm-hmm. I saw that when I was um, girl, eighteen years old, eighteen, yeah, eighteen or nineteen. 18 or 19, I don't know, I don't remember. I saw that and I was like, bitch, I want to be just like her. Mm. And that's how I kind of like, that's how I started my drag. I asked my girl from, um, my girl Miosha from Bobby Brown to mm-hmm. do my makeup for the uh, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I look so good. I'm telling you, my face was full. I had none of these like, holes in my face because i was young holes in your face what holes do you have in your face and what girl i'm wearing a lot of concealer (laughs) no but yeah so after that i just like wanted to do it all the time Mm -hmm. and then uh, you know shit didn't work out like i said i moved out very early so i Mm -hmm. went back home for a little bit and then i decided to go to new york to come to new york city and then new york city that's kind of like you know it's not what i wanted to do i wanted to do more makeup Mm-hmm. But, you know, drag has always been, you know, in the back of my mind, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's definitely something that can be pursued in the future. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. And I just love <laughs> that you are here now because honestly, like, I stand you. Your makeup, your just like whole being is Thank just you. so much fun, so much energy. Thank and you. It's so just amazing. Thank you. I appreciate um, you. Now, I did scroll through the Instagram okay. all the way to the bottom. Um, this is before I archived 600 photos or <laughs> before? Wait, what I archived, th- what I went through is the short version? Yes, bitch. I archived a lot of stuff. Like, oh, oh my God, you have no idea. I need to see some of these archive things. That- <laughs> I'll show them to you. I mean, there's a lot of boy photos. There's a lot of photos of me and just other girls that I don't even mm-hmm. fucking talk to anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's just a lot of old shit that doesn't really yeah. re- represent who I am now. So, you know, it's okay to like get rid of shit sometimes. Yeah. To purge. Now I went through and okay. I noticed, of course, like many queens or most queens should, your makeup has definitely evolved and changed um, over the time. Yeah. Um, how do you think you've gotten to the face that you're at like today? So I would say this is my face right mm-hmm. now. Whatever I've been doing the past uh, year has is now my face. I mean, I went through so much. You know, I never had a drag mother that would mm-hmm. really teach me how to really do brows. Mm-hmm. Everything was trial and error. The whole time I was when I came back doing drag again in 2017. Even yeah. then, I was I was still like trying to figure out how I should look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's many many different trials and errors. I'll try this. I'll try that. I've I've been blessed with a circular face <laughs> that pretty much will allow me to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am gonna say that looking back at even my photos from 2017 2018, I'm like, okay, bitch. Not cute. I mean, I can still do that makeup that I mm-hmm. used to do with a thick liner and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes a little bit of time because I told you some some little issues. Yeah. But um, overall, I have I've realized that, you know, I am still growing right now. 
I yeah. take also, especially this quarantine, it's really given me a lot of time to really get to know my face. I did this in an hour and 30 minutes. Wow. We stand a legend. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. Like literally it's, sometimes it's really a process for me. <laughs> it's a process. It's really a process. But, but you look time, good. You are also blessed with that face. So shut the fuck up. Don't even. Oh, thank you. I mean, because I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. Oh, my gosh. Um, which actually, I just, even though I kind of mostly look the same, I think I just like rediscovered a new face for yeah. me. Like I tr did a little something different with my contour. Yeah. Um, I kind of went like the Naomi Campbell-esque route where she like kind of yeah. goes downwards into like this little jaw area kind yeah. of thing um and i really actually kind of like it yeah um better than what i've been doing you look um, good it's literally always um an evolution that yeah happens. it, it is least, like i said should happen some people maybe not but... if you're if you're a drag queen and you're not seeing yourself evolving in terms of anything um just anything at all yeah then you're doing something wrong. I mean, there's, you know, you see it on Drag Race, everyone's getting more and more beautiful each year, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if you are not, if, if you're not playing around and uh, trying to do something to better yourself, then you're not doing a good mm -hmm. job. No, it's always, it's it always, a, it's, you know, drag is, it, drag is evolving and so should yeah. every drag queen, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, try to do my best to be better and better whenever I can. Um, no, I'm like, now, literally, remember when I told you I'm like your fucking auntie? And I was like, do you remember that? I was like, I'm like your fucking aunt. Like, every I mean, time yeah. I see you, you're like looking better and better. Oh, thank you, auntie. Yes. <laughs> Have you done any of the online shows? Yet? I haven't. You know, um, I haven't. I haven't. I, I do my you don't own. want to or because like you're just like i don't know so for me it's like um i'm i don't know i don't know how to i've been doing my own little lives on uh, uh on facebook and that's yeah. how i kind of like ask for you know like i post my venmo and all that and it's, it's been working for me i would love yeah. to do i would love to do you know the bigger shows but honestly it it really like took me I mean, we've been in quarantine for like a month, right? And it, you know, people process things differently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so it, it's just, it's just taken a while for me to say, okay, all right, you know what? I'm ready. And if someone asks me, then I'll, I'll do it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's been, it's been a process. It's been a process just trying to really, you know, I'm just trying to accept what's going on with us every day. You know what I mean? It's it's been a process for me. I can't. It. I don't just. I don't operate like. Okay. Oh my god, all my gigs are gone. Let's start a show online. I I don't process like that. I like to think yeah. things very carefully. I am in a process right now. Uh, officially, as of last week, I have been in a in the process of coming up with something. You know, to 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 do more shows online. But and, you know, yeah. everything that I've done in New York City is all. Um, through uh, my personal, uh, you know, my, my hard work on yeah. my own. A lot of my parties is all produced by me, my shows, everything. So I'm, that's just how I think. And mm -hmm. I've, I've began the process of um, taking the next step. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm excited. So. That was a wait. long answer, damn, I'm sorry. I mean, look, 
the more you say, the better this is a podcast to listen in. <laughs> and so you know, I, I always got a lot to say, right. so. No, I'm here for it. Like, I feel like it is an, a good skill to have that you can just like talk about like literally whatever. Yeah. Like I got in trouble in school. Come on, powder. Powder that knows. Yes. I was getting oily girl. Um, that's just do. That's what we call do. You're good. <laughs> um, it's called radiance. <laughs> right. Which actually one of my favorite foundations that you guys have is the natural radiance. But I'm a little bit oily, so I mix it with my Juvia's Place. Um, okay, yeah. Um, Perfect. So it's, well, not today. Yeah. Not today. Today I suggest Juvia's Place because I'm running out of the other one, and I need that for like when I do my <laughs> makeup. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, how? When did you first start doing like your own shows in the city? Um. Okay. So I worked at the Ritz a long time ago before I quit drag, mm. and my friend Freddie, he 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 was the um. He was the like the events coordinator or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, he was the one that was booking me in the past. So when I started doing drag again, I was really like eager to get back into the scene. So I, I you know, I hit up a bunch of people, you know, some mm -hmm. some drag queen friends, asked them to you know book me, and you know none of that happened. Mm -hmm. But the Ritz actually remembered me from the past, so they gave me Friday night, and I think I I I'm I'm I'm, I'm a born like. Uh, business business person like I always think about how we can um, how we can make this better or how can we get people in here so I did the Ritz for about a couple of years mm -hmm. and my friends and I we you know I I'm also part of the circuit community and um, in in the world um, mm -hmm. are you familiar with the circuit scene Okay, I was gonna ask you that too. I have never been to a circuit party. Right. I keep hearing about circuit parties. Maybe I'm a bad gay, but I don't no, know no, no. What exactly. Uh, circuiting, <laughs> circuit I think, is more of a lifestyle. It's it's you know it's it's just you know you follow a DJ and you party with your friends. You you know, yeah. But we'll get to that. But anyways, I am also in a circuit community. So um, during the time that I was at the Ritz. Um, I was always talking to my friends. One of my friends who is now a DJ, um, mm -hmm. at the time, he was just, you know, just a regular person. You know, we were talking about, you know, one day we should have a party, you know, you should have a Digna party. Yeah. This is like, I was like, oh my God, yeah, I would love to have my own party. We mm -hmm. based it off of this party um, uh, in Europe called the Papa Party. Mm -hmm. And he was like, why don't we should have a Digna party? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I started, we started at the Ritz, we started bringing in um, circuit DJs from all over the world yeah. on Saturdays, on Fridays. And that's how I, um, that's, how, that's how I was able to start my own, um, my, my own party. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what, why don't I do this a more local, a more like, you know, homegrown, very organic, just like. My friends and I will listen to music, uh, uh, music played by a, uh, a local DJ. And then mm -hmm. we'll select, you know, we literally will sit in the living room and we'll listen to um, our, you know, our candidates uh, music yeah. and we'll all decide, okay, should we book him for my party? You know, I want to be able to give like local DJs, you know, a platform to just, you know, show their art. Mm -hmm. Rather than me bringing someone, I mean, it. I still did like bring like, you know, people from all over the world, but 
I wanted to have a night where I can showcase someone from New York, someone from yeah. New York City who wants to be a circuit DJ. So from my first year of the party, that was my very main um, focus. Mm -hmm. I wanted to showcase my friends who are DJing. You know, I want people to know who they are as well. You know, I want them to yeah. be able to find a place to, you know, to perform yeah. and, uh, you know, and play music. Do you perform at the Digna parties or is it just you like hosting? So I, 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 yeah, so it's just pretty much me hosting. I walk around. I literally, over the past year that I've been doing it, I pretty much know everyone that, don't know everyone by names, but I know who comes for the party. So, you yeah. know, I just like talk to them. I get on the, I'm, it's more of an interactive, um, it's an, it's it's not like your it's not like your typical circuit party where you just mm -hmm. dance and do drugs and shit like that. This is right. the way I came up with this party. You know, being gay and Asian and also skinny and bald, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. That's four things right there. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's been really hard. It was really hard for me um, to kind of find myself in that in that scene. Like I would go to these circuit parties that happen in New York City, and mm -hmm. I just never found myself like. Yes, I had friends. I had a lot of friends, a lot of people that I knew, but I just never found myself um, in, uh, I just never found to, to be able to fit in with, mm -hmm. um, with all these pe other people. There's the, the, the muscle white boys, right? There's mm -hmm. the, 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 there's the muscle white boys, there's the crackheads in the corner. And then there's, you know, there's many different groups. I just never saw myself just because sometimes also I would go after my gigs, I would go into the circuit parties in drag. You know, I, it just, it was just hard for me to really fit in. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, but drag has helped, helped me kind of find myself um, within the community and really be able to fit in. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's how I started the, the Digna party. Also, um, the Digna party is all about inclusion. Mm -hmm nothing matters as long as you're having fun and enjoying the music that was our thing mm. i don't care you know it's all about inc inclusivity and just like mm. including everyone you could be fat you could be skinny you could be you could be a girl we have a lot of girl um uh customers at the ritz mm -hmm. you know it's for everyone absolutely yeah. everyone there's no labels for everyone who just wants to have fun and enjoy music mm -hmm. i mean did you did you find um that whether it's like dating or friends group that you really um even outside of like circuit party stuff that you felt like you didn't fit in or um were wanted see like being in the circuit scene it means you're in the scene so you're going to be hanging out with those people right um yeah. for me it was like it was just hard to like it would be nice like all right sometimes like when i would be in drag I, it would be like oh my god and as soon as I get out of drag and I go to an after party, everyone's just like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was you know. So I, I, I always thought that my drag was kind of like my armor. It, it, you know, it's for everyone. It's like, I feel much more confident, and especially, you know, in these, these times. So how do you feel like now? Like, do you feel like you, even outside of drag that you are kind of able to take the world i love it um i'm so confident now out, outside of drag yeah um you know we all have our own insecurities and that's all gonna come and go mm -hmm. um but i can say that ultimately i i feel much with just because uh 
with all of the with, with all the work that I put into my drag into my my you know my my out of drag life mm. I feel like I'm I'm pretty confident I love you know yeah. I love myself and it's it hasn't always been like that for yeah. me so That's, I mean I feel like that is one of the gifts that drag can give mm -hmm. um is just one that level of confidence and one level yeah. of self-love because it does yeah. take a lot of confidence yeah. to walk outside of your door yeah full regalia in yeah. a, maybe a space that people might not yeah. be accepting but hey yeah. this is what i want to do this is like i don't care what you think i'm going to do it for me yeah and that just like boosts outside of like yeah i mean i think confidence also it's it's especially me my drag family we're all i always you know i always uh my kids my mm -hmm. babies i always you know tell them that confidence is gonna is what's gonna you know get you out there you what's know yeah. just be comfortable in your own skin this and this and this especially my baby girl shout out <laughs> she's probably watching sick. yeah you know i you know i love her mm -hmm. and you know we all we're always like okay we have to be confident you know we're not like the best performers in the world mm -hmm. but as long as we know how to eat the fucking stage and eat the crowd right. then we're we're good we're doing the right thing because mm -hmm. You know, not not everyone can do, you know, right. you know, all, all that. Not everyone. I mean, some people try, but they don't look like shit doing it. But, you know, not everyone is, uh, you know. Say their name. Say their <laughs> name. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't names, but if you want, I can write it down. I'm just <laughs> I was good. Who is your drag family? Okay, so my drag family is Beijing. She's my drag daughter. Mm -hmm. um and, stunning and, yes and um uh my drag son he's not really a drag queen but my son uh, that mm -hmm. i we had you know adopted is um daniel daniel mm -hmm. rodriguez he works at boxer he's a bartender he's also a great dancer so he dances at the digna party mm -hmm. um he's an amazing addition to our to our clan and yeah. we are called the Ho house of gorge house of gorge how did you come up with house of gorge I mean, it's kind of obvious, but like, so House of Gorge, I always say Gorge. Like, mm. oh my god, you're so Gorge. Like that. Mm. That for the longest time, that's what I always comment on people shit on Instagram. Gorge, Gorge here, Gorge there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be like, okay, because uh, we like to describe ourselves as models. Yeah, we're not like regular drag queens. We're models, so we're like very like stylish. The way we the way we present ourselves is about style mm -hmm. rather than fashion rather than um you know anything else we, right. we we care more about um we care more about the style the mm -hmm. styling it makes a whole lot of difference right mm -hmm. um so yeah so we are called the house of gorge there's three of us at the moment and we are <laughs> before the pandemic we were actually like oh should we add, should we have another one yeah do we want a boy or a girl? <laughs> so we were like, "Come on, shopping for kids." Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, that that that's my that's my current drag family. Mm -hmm. I love them dearly. We're all very supportive of each other, mm -hmm. um, and that's what you know. It's it's more than just it's more than just saying, "Okay, she's part of this family." It's really like, "Are you going to fucking dinner together?" You know, "Are you yeah. calling this person because you have you're going through some shit?" You know, are you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's literally full support and it's, mm. and I love it. I love it. So Miss Digna, let's talk relationship before we go. 
<laughs> okay. Um. So, from previous, you are single. Uh, yeah, I've been single for about five years. Are you a person that like always wants to be in a relationship, or you're just like, I don't need it. I'm the person that will wait to meet someone that I really, really like would invest my time in. Yeah, I have no patience for a lot of things, and <laughs> I, I would, I, I mean. It's been five years, but I can say that now around this time is when I know that I'm due for a boyfriend yeah. or for someone to, to be with, for a partner. When you are, when you finally find someone, what is it that um, you see in a person that's like, oh, okay, you are for me. I love, okay, this is my, this is my turn ons, okay. Uh -huh. I love boys who can, I'm very, um, I'm very straightforward. Mm -hmm. I, I'm oh same. I can't I'm usually the one to call like, things out. Uh-huh. Um just because I feel like I need to. And mm -hmm. I need someone that can do the same back at me. Yeah. That for me is like like uh, Yeah. <laughs> for some for uh and that is it's personality for me because not a yeah. lot of people can keep up with this personality yeah um i'm a little bit more tame now because i'm a lot older than what i you know mm -hmm. uh when the last time i had a boyfriend but um but anybody that just can't keep up with me but most importantly personality is what gets me mm -hmm. if you have a like if you have a snarky personality and you can come back at my smart ass then yeah that's it for me it's it's a wrap you know i also like good teeth and um <laughs> yes. you know they don't I mean, you, they don't you also have really good teeth <laughs> thank you did you ever have like braces no fuck you ho Never. no the bottom is like crooked but okay we all, we all, we all <laughs> like my top teeth are good the bottom ones are yeah yeah all right i definitely look at the teeth when it comes to boys like you gotta be and 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 you gotta smell like yes. normal not yeah. even good like, oh you gotta smell normal I mean, yes, at least smell normal, but I feel like just that like little extra of like smelling good just gives you a few more oh, points yeah. with me. Definitely, that helps. Like, oof, yes. I'm being kind here by saying, I'm being kind by saying like, okay, you gotta smell normal. Right. But a little fucking, uh, a little sand towel on your neck won't hurt me at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you feel like um, one being, um, and you're full-time at NARS, right? Not part-time? Yeah. Do you feel like being full-time NARS and full-time drag makes it more complicated to date? In in some ways, I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm lucky enough that I have a I have a day job that supports um, my other endeavors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I it is very challenging at times because I do care about both. Mm -hmm. I'm not just in my day job just because I need a day job right it's not that at all i really i really do like um uh, genuinely care mm -hmm. um for for my day job and it, it gets a little uh hard sometimes and you, but you gotta you gotta you know you gotta make a choice mm -hmm. you gotta look into what's gonna be good for you mm -hmm. and then you gotta just go from there yeah um like sometimes i'll find that like because i am very busy yeah. And for me, um, work definitely comes first because one, I'm passionate about drag. Mm 
and I need funds to fund my life. Like yeah. no, dating you is not going to uh, pay my bills, honey. So that yeah. for me comes first. Um, do you feel like it's hard for people to like accept that I'm a busy person, so I might not be talking or go out all the time? Do you find that? Yeah, I mean, I, I have some friends that are very sensitive about like you know me not responding to a group chat or whatever mm -hmm. but for me it's just like you know i work in retail um my my full-time job in a day is retail and mm -hmm. you know i deal with a lot of people and it's not just me helping people pick out makeup helping people decide what they're gonna get it's also me coming up with what 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 should i do today what can mm -hmm. i do today for my client to buy this fucking makeup so it's a lot of like a lot of thinking right and you know if you have to and then on top of that you have to deal with um with clients that are just out of this world you know what i mean oh so understand. it's it's it is a little bit harder to balance like sometimes like i just don't want to talk to anybody when i get home you know, I go home, I go in my room and I just want to just fucking smoke weed and fucking watch a movie mm -hmm. and calm down. But yeah, it, it, it's it's a little bit challenging sometimes because some people think that I just don't want to show up or I just, you know, I'm just not interested. I really am. I'm really invested in a lot of my friends and all of my friends, actually, uh, all of the people that I that I keep close to me. Yeah. But it's just hard because you know, I, I would work in it. There, there's days where I work and I'll get off at 8.30. The second to the last show I did two weeks ago, uh, a month ago, oh my God, two weeks. Like a month ago was with Candy and Janelle, Janelle number five. Mm -hmm. It was a Thursday night. I got off work at 8.30. I, I ran home, literally ran home. I, I walked to work. I ran home and I got in drag and went to meet up with them to fill in for Shakrita. Yeah, you know, it's just those days, and then the next day I was off. So of course, bitch, you with a dollhouse. So the dolls want to party. They want to like drink, you know. So we like, we would like drink, and you know, I wouldn't get home till like five in the morning. And then yeah. obviously, I still need to go to sleep. I can't just sleep for four hours and be like, all right, let's do this, let's do that. I have to have my full sleep because the following day, mm -hmm. I have to go back into my day job right and also if that yeah. is not me wrapped up yes i yeah i mean I it's, it's, it's hard but you know what at the end of the day how old are you uh 24. 24 at the end of the day by the time you're my age you're going to be like okay the people that really really are there for you are what's are who are still going to be around yeah. and they'll understand your busy schedule and they're, they'll mm -hmm. understand your life do you mind saying how old you are I don't actually. I'm 31 years of age. Oh, work. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were still like late 20s, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, you know, <laughs> people of color, we age gracefully. <laughs> we just we do, honey. <laughs> um, no, but I definitely. Oop, I keep flipping, flipping this, trying to wave to people that come in. Um, I definitely um, can connect with that. Like, I feel like. Sometimes some of my friends don't invite me to things anymore, which I hate. Like I at least want to be invited, even if it's a no. At least invite me. Very bad. You know that I'm busy. I day job, my part-time freelancer job, drag, like 
What was? Sometimes. Oh yeah, your day job was uh, Best Buy, and then you had a a freelancing gig, and then you do drag. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Best Buy, it's, uh, freelance whenever they can give it to me. That bro, time. whatever you just said, whatever you just said is exactly how I feel. Like, I told myself in 2018, like that was my New Year's resolution, right? I'm gonna be more available for people mm -hmm. because what I've noticed is if you are in this, if you if you're a person that that a lot of people know, they're mm -hmm. gonna want to keep inviting you, right? Invite you to this, invite you to that. And I feel like, from my experience, like, I, I just could never, and then people just stop inviting me. Yeah. And it, it, yo, it sucks to, you know, oh, this happened. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they, and you know that these people used to invite you. Yeah. And then they've stopped inviting you, but you just, I, you just can't because you just have such a busy life like it's hard it's mm -hmm. you know there's days where you just want to like really relax and you know mm -hmm. it's it's honestly it's for yourself it's it's for mm -hmm. your mental health it, you know right and but i'm I, with those people nowadays i'm i'm we're good we're like yeah. you know i i i make sure that um i've learned also i've been doing drag for a long time i've also make i've also um made sure that i'm giving um enough time to to everything that's very important in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making time for them. Yeah. Yeah, equally. Mm -hmm. I work I like just as hard. I, I feel like now work. I work just as hard as I, I care for my friends mm -hmm. and who I should care for, you know? And I, I, you know, I do, yeah. Now I'm going to wrap this up pretty like, because we've been talking for about like an hour and a half now. We're oh, really? Damn. I mean, it went by really quick. It did. Oh, so you were saying you was bored? Huh? I'm scared. <laughs> I can never be bored with you. Um, <laughs> our first um, audience question from the Hazelberry. We were just talking about you earlier, girl. Um, yes, we were. She says, how hard is it to be so damn pretty? You I mean, the only it? reason I'm answering this question is because you wouldn't know. And <laughs> <I want you>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God um it's actually being beautiful it's not everything i want to let everybody know that being beautiful just beautiful is not everything it's not being everything but how hard is it it's not hard at all but i'm gonna say that is not everything being being beautiful is not everything what's your tip for hosting a weekly party and that is from more bucks more bucks hey more bucks I know her. She's from the Philippines. Hey, girl. What's up? Um, my tips for what? For creating or wait, creating or um, hosting? Um, what is your tip for hosting? Um, hosting, it's not about it. It's not about you being beautiful. It's about how you connect to the audience and to your crowd. Because if mm -hmm. you don't connect with them, they're not coming back. So make sure your personality is there. It's all about your personality. If you're not fucking going over there, hey, bitch, what are you drinking? You're good, you're good. If you're not talking to them, if you're not kicking with your audience, then you're doing something wrong. Because this is your part. If it's your party, it's your party. You got to make it known that it's your party because that, at the end of the day, that's what they're coming back to, your personality and the experience. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, like, I definitely have not hosted as much as you have, but I do host a lot of shows here. <laughs> And I definitely agree with that. Like, 
that people are there for you. Yes, yeah. you have the people that come for the people that you've invited to perform, but you yeah. have to make sure that like you are connecting, like Digna said, with the people that, yeah. that come. Because at the end of the day, even if somebody came for somebody else, if you yeah. can show your personality and show them that um, they can connect with you too, then they'll yeah. also not only come for that person, but come for you. Yeah, um, in a good way. Bernard H says, question for Digna and Co. Um, how do you stay creative during this pandemic? Um, I think for me is, oh, oh did you say Bernard? Yeah. That's my, I think that's my friend, Bernard. Bernard. I mean, yeah. Uh, started okay. with your name <laughs> and called me and Co. No, I'm coming for you, Bernard. Okay. How do I stay creative? Um, I, I tell my friends this and I tell my family this, you know, wake up in the morning. We are in a very difficult uh, circumstance right now, but wake up in the morning, have a purpose mm -hmm. and tell yourself to do one or two things. And if you have accomplished those two things, then you are good. That, and also um, with my creativity, you know, it's this, this, this time has been, has given me a lot of, um, a lot of, like, like, like I said earlier, a lot of opportunity to, you know, to really try. And if you ask me why my makeup is looking good, it's because I have a lot of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, even when you don't have a lot of time on your hands, you still look good. So don't even try it. <laughs> don't even try it. Don't do her. Uh, uh, I almost took a sip of my alcohol here. I thought oh it was no. my drink. I was like, oh, no, please don't. Please don't die on my life. <laughs> don't do it. We stand you. Um, well, I hope I answered your question, B. And for me, um, I have found that it is a little bit harder for me to be motivated to be creative, especially since I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely doing one, this podcast um, is really what I'm focusing my creativity on. Um, when all of this happened um, and I don't have anything else to do, um, this is a great time to, if you have even an itch or a scratch or an inkling, of a hobby or something that you wanted to pick up in the past but were too busy Do it um, now. get a little bit of energy up and try doing it learn a new skill youtube some stuff um which i don't know if that really answers the question but at least this podcast no it, it definitely I'm, does i'm being creative because i always wanted to do another podcast that i did yeah. one in the past that ended um but i always wanted to do a podcast and yeah. i think um being able to talk to other drag performers, not just queens, but just in general. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm able to stay creative yeah. and make sure that you're um, keeping in touch with your friends and stuff like that yeah. to make, you, make sure that you're motivated to do stuff. And doesn't it make you feel really good when you have done whatever you said you were gonna do? Oh yeah. You know, it it oh, makes yeah. you feel so fulfilled and like relieved. And that's, I think, during this time that's what i strive for like mm -hmm. just the feeling that i have done something like that's really productive and not just be depressed all day um you know it's 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 a very important it's, it's very important that you you know you keep your mind focused like i wake up and i'm like i don't want to go fucking work out but if i don't work out I'm just going to sit in my bed and my body's just going to be like this the whole time. And it's mm -hmm. just going to have all this strains. So what I do is I literally put on my fucking running shorts mm -hmm. until I'm ready to go outside because, you know, it's that, that little step will make a difference. 
you should do like a little like fitness class online <laughs> that I would definitely do. Bitch in drag. I was actually thinking of I was thinking of do cooking in drag, but I was like, I don't want to get in drag at night anymore. I mean, that we would stand for, but also, like, I need some workout regimens because literally I'm either on a computer doing a little bit of sewing or in my bed and yeah. I need to, like, work it out. <laughs> um, let's I mean, see. YouTube, honestly, YouTube has helped me a lot, like, just doing little things. You know, I, I used to go to the gym for, for a year. I went to the gym and I was, like, lifting weights and all that. But you, YouTube can oh, actually help. the only bush queen out of drugs <laughs> of the season, okay? Uh, not really. <laughs> but yeah, like YouTube actually can help you like do like just little exercises that you can do. Just, just honestly, it's not to build any muscle. It's just really to to exercise and like stretch your body. Like mm -hmm. you're in you're sitting down all day at home watching TV. You're laying down all day watching TV. You know, you mm -hmm. I personally have a I have a slip disc, so it's hard to me to even move this way so mm. if if i go like this my whole body has to turn i go this it's fine if mm. i go like this i have to turn mm -hmm. my whole shoulder and you know i can't if i stayed in bed all day i'm just gonna be like this i wouldn't be able to move at all yeah so you, I, um, you know you gotta do something very active and our last question from the people is from isaiah he says or asks is it hard to get gigs in New York when you're a baby queen? If you want my an honest, um, honest uh, uh, answer, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I've come across someone who, someone who's new, um, and they literally just came up to me. Hey, I heard you're looking for. Um, I heard you're looking for guests. You want to book me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, excuse me. One thing about me, I do not discuss any type of booking for myself or for anybody else while I'm working. That is one thing that is a no-no for me. I'm not gonna go to the crowd and be like, "Oh my god, yeah," mm -hmm. you know, like "Kiki, Kiki," and let's let's book you for the following. I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. I plan everything in advance. Yeah, but yes, it is very hard. And you know what, though, what I what I would say to to the new queens, just keep doing it, and you will get noticed. And if you don't get noticed and whenever you're ready for it you can't just always expect a gig whenever you're ready for it you're gonna make your own right and that's gonna work for you yeah i also think and i'm not a new york queen i am in new york sometimes um and i at this point i don't think i'm a baby queen i mean i'm not the most experienced you're queen, definitely but, not a baby queen uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you got all that then, hair no huh you got all that hair no you're not <laughs> Even even now, if I went into New York, um, I'm not just going to get a gig just like that. I think wherever you go, um, you have to make sure that you're making connections with people. Yeah. And um, also, sometimes it's not that people um, don't want to have you in their show. No, it's not that it's at all. Like a out of sight, out of mind thing. If you're not going out, if you're not talking to people, then yeah. people aren't necessarily talking to you because people are going to think about literally what's in front of them. And that's sometimes why one person might get a show, whereas you who, and I'm not saying yeah. you specifically, whereas you might not get something because you're not going out or you don't have the same connections as that person. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's that too. I mean, I, um, I mean, it's that, that's a very like tricky question for me because I am not like kiki kiki with all of the queens in New York City. You know, we know each mm -hmm. other, but we're not like, you know, hey, do my show next week. 
you know. Right. I'm very, you know, very, very few really, really close friends, though. Yeah. That I would say. Um, last, last one because I missed this one. Um, unless there was any other ones that I missed. Um, Hazelberry asks, uh, "What is the hardest moment in your drag career um, up until this point?" Um, I would say like hardest moment would be maybe like been getting asked are you gonna be on drag race next season mm. you know it's just like for someone who's been doing it for so long and you just aren't on it you just kind of feel a certain way about it about that type of question you're just like yeah i know right like i already know that why are you asking me that you know but it's 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 a part of the whole thing but besides that, um, hardest thing, it, it was definitely my transition from, you know, from what my old drag to my new drag. Yeah. That was Which, that, you know. once again, new drag. Old drag was good. And we loved old drag. Yeah. Uh, but new drag, bitch, you look good. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? Speaking of hardest, also, like, you know, just, just what I've been doing lately is everything that... It, every, Everything I have, gigs-wise, is all something that I've made for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's always been a challenge because you always have to, you know, you, you continuously have to prove your worth to people, mm -hmm. you know? And there's always people that's just going to push, uh, you know, put you down. But, you know, just keep working. Keep yeah. working hard. Um, and I think for me, that's honestly a hard question because I'm... It is. I'm, I'm kind of a person that just like rolls with the punches and yeah. continues to move forward. Um, but I don't know, the hardest, hardest thing for me in drag. Um, oh, I will say, I will say balance. That is very yeah. hard. Oh um, yeah, for sure. That's uh, something that's going to take a while for anybody to get used to. And we were talking about that just a few minutes ago. But yeah, definitely time. Um, I am very on top of my drag stuff um but some other things in my life definitely lack because of it um which i'm working on it's always a, a constant growth um but being yeah. able to balance my drag career um because like i'm not saying that i get the most gigs in the world girl and i'm not yeah. saying that i'm the shit um but as i do this longer and i get more gigs it's yeah. kind of hard for me to do um friend time family yeah. time uh adulting yeah cleaning up the house stuff like that um when but yeah when i'm doing this stuff but i think you know having the balance and you'll get there i mean like i said you're very you're still very young you'll get to the point where you're just like okay this is the amount of time that i'm going to spend on drag and this is it this is the amount of time I'm going to be spending my friends because that's what is needed. You know, yeah. this is the amount of time I'm going to spend on myself because it is what it, it's what's needed, you know, but you will get there where you're just like, okay, you have a balance of everything and you're just going to be like so happy. You know, yeah. this, this, this past, like maybe few months, I've just been so happy with everything that's going on with me. And I, well, besides this fucking global health crisis, right? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I I'm gonna say that you know you will you will eventually 
get there where you're just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go do this, and then I'm gonna go meet up with my friends. And you know what? I'm so happy that I'm able to say that that I can like do my work and then still be able to hang out with my friends. Yeah, you know, it'll get there. And this question I've asked pretty much everybody, and this is my ending question: yeah. What is um, either words that you live by? Your best piece of life advice, whether it's about drag or personal life, um, that you would give anybody not knowing what their situation is, not knowing anything about them, this is the Digna stamp of life or whatever. Okay. Wow. All right. So maybe there's three. Okay. Okay. Don't be late. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Bye. Words to live by. Don't be late. Um, second thing is always be respectful. Mm -hmm. And when you go to work, do not leave your hearts at home. Put Always some put some type of love into whatever it is that you are out there doing because you know what? Because you know, at the end of the day, you this is all all of this is because of you. You did this to yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't love what you do, then bitch move on. You're right. <laughs> you didn't but you know what I'm saying, but if you if you are doing something, put some put a little bit of Put a little bit of love into it yeah. so you can enjoy it more and you can be happy just like in general, yeah. you know, put, a, you know, I sometimes would like wake up in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to fucking go to work. I don't want to put mm -hmm. makeup on people. I don't want to sell makeup. But you know what? Yeah. If I don't bring in some love with it, it's not going to yeah. work for me. And I'm just not going to be happy. I'm just going to be very unhappy. Yeah. And I definitely feel that it's really hard for me to do things that I don't <laughs> love. <laughs> um, and if I don't love it, sometimes you can tell. Oh, bitch, same. Um, oh, same. I've got into it with some, some parties, do. girl. And I'm just like, okay, this is just a little too much. And when you ask yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, so I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Um, everybody, if you are not following Digna, please just click the little um, notice at the top and go follow Digna. Uh, she is beautiful, stunning. And also, just a lovely all-around person. Thank you. Um, and when this is over, I need to come to New York more so that we can hang out. Right, bitch. Um, Let's go eat. And also, I'm, don't I'm forget, done. the Venmos are right there at the bottom. So there is never a wrong time to tip a drag performer. So make sure that you are yes. tipping the girls or guys or anything yes. in between. Um, but yes. <clears throat> Every, um, everyone that's not supported by the government, tip them. Right. <laughs> yes bury that yes make sure you guys if you are my friends and followers make sure you follow miss robin fierce thank you so much for inviting me i had such a great time i love you i love you too baby okay bye everyone bye and that concludes another episode of beyond the beat with robin fierce thank you guys so 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 much for listening and tuning in every episode we are a brand new podcast so any and all listens uh are super helpful please make sure that you are subscribed sharing leave a review leave a comment and you know join me every once in a while when i do the interviews live on instagram and huge 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 shout out to digna you can follow her at digna nyc on instagram her venmo will be linked in the description as well so please if you feel it on your heart feel it on your soul to tip the girls please do because anything helps in this global pandemic Thank you guys so much for joining me again. I cannot wait for the next episode and I will see you 
then. Bye.